If you love wrestling, you're going to love this episode. If you love nutrition, you're going to love this episode. If you love two dudes talking to one another about nutrition, you're going to go crazy. I've got my man, Bobby Fish, on this week's episode of Take Eating Back. And some of you may be wondering, well, who is Bobby Fish? Well, first of all, Google him because you're going to find... He's one incredible dude. He's a professional wrestler. He's been the tag team champ. He's been the TV champ for an organization called Ring of Honor. He's been in the game for decades. He's got a past with mixed martial arts. And the reason I have him on this episode of Take Eating Back is he travels the world from Japan to Europe, all over the States. He travels the world wrestling and fighting. And he's going to talk about how he uses flexible eating to sustain his performance in the ring, his performance at CrossFit, his physique in the ring, and also just being overall happy and healthy. So on this week's episode of Take Eating Back, my man, Bobby Fish, we met over five years ago when he walked in the doors of my very first box, Albany CrossFit. He's been a friend ever since. He's become a CrossFit level one trainer. And like I said, one incredible dude. Stay tuned for my interview with Bobby Fish. On the podcast today, some of you may know Bobby Fish from professional wrestling. Ring of Honor, you were the champion as you were the TV champion and the tag team champion, correct? Who needs the specifics, Jay? Let's just call me the champion. And <laughs> please, for the remainder of this conversation, can you refer to me as champ? I can I do appreciate that. It. I can do that, champ. And I've known Bobby for quite a few years. I remember, I think I've told you this before, you came yeah. into uh, Albany CrossFit and you were always leaving, traveling, and you didn't really tell anyone your profession, and we were like, that dude is some sort of killer. We were like, that dude <laughs> in the military kills people. <laughs> I do remember you telling me this, and I think we kind of chatted about it a little bit. I, it, it just, it's, I had a long time there where I struggled to tell people what I did for a living because it was always, it was never a quick conversation, and then it was always... I felt like people left the conversation going, is he fucking lying to me? Yeah. So it always became a little bit strange because also at that time it wasn't the only thing I was doing, you know? So like I was still holding down a, a regular job. So it was like, well, are you really a pro wrestler or are you a substitute teacher moonlighting as <laughs> a fake fighting asshole? Correct, correct. You right. were both. You were both. Yeah. <laughs> so... I wanted to bring you on this podcast because you travel extensively. You travel a ton. You know, Japan, England, all over the States, yet somehow you stay in tip-top shape. Right. So you're a CrossFitter. You know, you coach at, at one of my former boxes, CrossFit Soulshine. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get some insight. You know, I have a lot of people that struggle when they go on the road for two days, and you could be on the road in, like, Japan, where I assume you're eating things like camel and eel all the time. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you make it happen? How do you stay in your best shape, not just fitness-wise, but as far as your nutrition? 
Um, Nutrition-wise, um, I the kind of rule of thumb that I go by on the road is to try to account for as much protein as I can because, again, I'm counting macros, um, and I still try to hit my numbers or stay within that 5 or 10 uh, range. So for me, I know that the fat and the carbs is going to be – you're going to almost find it everywhere even not looking for it so it's really making sure that i have protein sources when i'm on the road so like i live and die by beef jerky um i used to live and die by by quest bars um i think i overdid those for a while and now i'm kind of averse to them uh had to go back to protein uh powders recently not had to wanted to and that's helped a lot too. And, and, and again, it, it every day seems to come back to the same thing. If I hit my protein number, the other ones will almost take care of themselves. So when you're traveling on the road, wherever it is, your number one focus is making sure you get in the proper amount of protein. Yeah, exactly. Because the other ones take care of themselves. And, you know what I mean? It's not that I ignore them. I definitely don't. But like I plot out. So I know my flight is whatever, 6.30 a.m. And um, so the night before or whenever, I will go get a bag of beef jerky to keep in my carry-on bag. I will have um, a few sources of you know protein bar or protein cookie. Of late, the Larry and Lenny's yeah. uh, complete cookies I've been a slave to. And uh, believe it or not, I've been able to manage uh, a lot of days where – I can almost get two cookies in for the day and still hit my macros, which is amazing. Well, you know, those cook. well, first of all, you realize there are two servings per cookie, correct? Yes. Uh, yes, I realize that, yeah. And then, you know, they're, they're not super, I always say, they're not really super heavy in protein. They're just cookies with a little bit of protein in them. So exactly. If you could, if you could fit the carbs. Well, what's that? If you have room for about 160 carbs, yeah, you can make two of those fit easily, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to leave room. But again, I think this is kind of the why it's so workable for me, uh, flexible eating, it, because I can do just that. Like I can figure out, okay, this, it, let's call this, you know, Larry and Lenny's a little bit of my vice right now. Like this is what I feel like is a, a treat to me. And I manage to fit it into those numbers. Um, and if I've got to sacrifice other places, they don't feel much like a sacrifice anymore because I'm just getting my numbers. So, you know, you, you travel, let's use, you know, one place like Japan. Mm -hmm. I assume you're not eating typical American foods while you're in Japan. Not, uh, no, not, not at all. Uh, you're, but having traveled there now since 2006, again, you find, you find the way to uh, to make those things work. Um, over there, I'd say I travel over there with a, a good amount of stuff, depending on how long I'm going to be there. So, like again, I'll I'll pack bags of, of beef jerky. Um, over there, you can find some beef jerky, but it just tends to be a little bit easier to grab it here before you get over there. Um, and then there's some things there that you can can use to get your protein in again like um, the convenience stores over there have quite a few more food options like it's um, 
I don't know. It's just it's it's a little bit more commonplace for people to go to the convenience store and and purchase something that you would count as like a meal. Um, so when I go there or when I'm there, a lot of times like they have these uh, roast beef or pastrami packages, and they're they're literally just the meat in the package, and like I'll buy four or five of those. Uh, or three or four of those, and uh, you know, through the day, if I consume two of those or three of those, like that'll again help me with my my protein number quite a bit. And as long as I get that, the rest of it will take care of itself. So it sounds like you got it all down to a pretty good science when you're when you're pretty on the good. road a ton. Now, as far as training goes, what's that like? Obviously, you're in the ring every night, which I'm sure is a workout by itself. What are you doing as far as CrossFit, weights, etc. when you're out of town? Uh, out of town, obviously, if I can drop in somewhere, that's great. Uh, that's not always possible given the schedule. So um, a lot of times I'm, I'm big on the road wad stuff. Oh, like, nice. Uh, just making one up or borrowing one from somewhere. Uh, you know, a lot of times the first stop I'll make at the hotel before I go to my room is just to get eyes on the fitness room mm-hmm. and see what it is because they vary. You know, sometimes it's literally a room. Other times you can get um, a decent amount of equipment, but just figure something out. I, I mean, there's times I've just used a parking lot because it's it's what I had access to. You know, there was two or three people in the hotel gym and you can't do much more than that in, in most of those gyms. So whatever works. But there's definitely some on the road. There's some other gyms that are a little bit more CrossFit workout friendly, so it's always nice to hit those. And you're traveling with, obviously, your teammate at the time when you were tag champs and some other guys. Do they work yeah. out with you? What's, you know... In, in Kyle this, and I yeah. tend to work out uh, a good amount together. Um, a lot of times on the road, I'll bring my tie pads and... and uh, and gloves and, and we'll hit mitts um i we've had times definitely in japan where you know because before the shows a lot of times we have open space and time and new japan uh brings some gym equipment with us on the road so like you can set up little wads you have endless space you know you a lot of times these arenas we're in they've got sets of stairs they've got different as long as you're creative about it you know, you can you can set up a, a pretty decent wad. Um, most of these spaces that we use, uh, it's usually a solo kind of thing. I'm usually working out on my own, um, but every once in a while, Kyle will jump in. Uh, and like I said, if we're you know mitts and stuff, he and I do pretty regularly on the road. So I don't know if we count that as part of it. Sometimes it gets woven right into the wad itself. No, it sounds like you're doing a good job keeping it pretty, you know, training hard, nutrition dialed in. Do you find it easier when, you know, you're home right now? Is it easier for you to be dialed in versus being gone? Yeah. Yeah. Because the eating, like, um, I've I've, uh, taken to, I think you do this. I think that this is where I got it from, was just almost plotting out my whole day in the morning or, you know, whenever it is that I can sit down and get on my fitness pal and actually start plugging in because I'm very much a creature of habit. It was one of the things that my ex hated about me was I could literally eat the same thing every day at the same time. 
and it'd take me months to get sick of it. That's that's probably the only reason it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I don't well, know. Bobby, you're perfect. You'd have to call her for it. <laughs> you're perfect, but you eat the same food, so. Well, some people can't deal with that, you know? That's a deal-breaker for some people. <laughs> that is a deal-breaker. So, let, let's talk a little bit about wrestling. You you were the champ. You know, A lot of people listening might not know a whole lot about wrestling other than they think it's fake. What's what's your worst injury you've had in the ring? Um, Worst, I guess, would be my broken ankle. I broke my ankle in two places. Doing what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Basically, um, myself and another adult male stood on the top rope, uh, one facing out, one facing in. And while he did a backflip, I did a front flip. And somehow we were trying to land together, and um, it didn't go well. <laughs> How long ago was that? Jeez. 2000. Definitely before, oh, fuck, when was it? 2010, maybe? 2010. Well, we're not including all of your concussions, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> when did I start coming to CrossFit? Because it was well before CrossFit. Oh, well, I would say you probably walked in, you probably came in before we opened Clifton Park. Because once we opened Clifton okay. Park, you started, so probably, yeah, probably like 2009, 2010. Okay, so then this was probably 2007 or 2008. Very cool. So yeah. how are you perceived as far, you know, in the locker room with with the other wrestlers? Is it still like that meathead bodybuilding and low-fat mentality or are wrestlers a little more progressive? You know, if you go, you see some of these WWE guys, they're popping into CrossFits all the time. They're living... Mm-hmm. You know whether it's a paleo or macro lifestyle, they're they're progressive. Is it, is it the same in from your experience? I think you've got a little bit of both. Um, I feel like WWE, some of the guys up there, like that I know. Um, maybe it's because the uh, visibility is a little bit more, but I, I feel like there's more of them training functionally, etc., and have abandoned the bodybuilder uh, mentality. Um, however, I don't know if that's just because I see it more, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, that, that it's, it's out there and it, it's in your face and, you know, you see, uh, Claudio or Seth Rollins doing cleans and snatches all the time and they're always at like a rogue fitness or at a CrossFit or whatever. Uh, um, I think with, like with New Japan, um, they're probably a little bit behind that curve. Like I see some of the guys over there trying to weave some of this functionality into their training, um, but it's still probably not quite there yet. Um, I still think you've got a fair amount of people training very bodybuilder-esque in Japan. Uh, a lot of the Ring of Honor guys, I feel like it's a 50-50 split. I feel like you still have uh, half of the locker room trains probably a little bit bodybuilder-esque with maybe a little bit of um, functionality thrown in as best they can sort out for themselves. And then there's probably half the locker room. Like I, I know Roderick Strong, who, who just left, went to uh, NXT. He's been crossfitting for like two years now and uh, a few other guys. So like 
like I said, I think with Ring of Honor, it's like a 50-50 split. But I'd say with pro wrestling in general, I, I think they're starting to catch on. Yeah, and you, and you see it now, you know, it's certainly become a more of a fast-paced sport. So yeah, it's not the day and age where you're hitting a leg drop and then flexing. you got to be able to right. fly off that top rope and move. You know, it's basically an extended CrossFit workout. It is, and I, I think that's part of why years ago when I, I started CrossFit and I was struggling to find something that could replicate the cardio and replicate the, the for lack of a better term, the cross training that a wrestling match was. Um, I, I just couldn't find anything, and then I, it, when I did start CrossFit, um, it kind of nailed it. It was exactly what I needed. What's harder, a CrossFit workout or a wrestling match? Depends on the workout. Like you throw some overhead squats at me in anything, and that's maybe the most difficult uh, thing for me to accomplish on this planet is an overhead squat. I think sometimes you'd rather do a moonsault than an overhead squat. I I can do a better moonsault than I can overhead squat. I'll tell you that. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I think I know you kind of touched on it earlier but what would be your you know in in wrapping this up what would be your number one tip people are listening to this they have to travel whether for the holidays or for work what you know what are bobby fish's top tips to having successful macro nutrition while on the road um my number one would be that your make your priority hitting your number for protein um it's the most difficult one to get. Um, it's allegedly, you know, in some people's opinion, the uh, most important of the macronutrients. Um, but I just find that on the road, that's the most difficult one to hit. So concentrating on that, the other two seem to take care of themselves. Um, so make sure that you have enough sources, different sources of, of protein to hit your number because that, that can be difficult. Um and then just, I'd say number two would be uh, to prepare on the road. Because I know for me, like when I'm on the road, I don't, I don't get overly tempted. I'm so busy a lot of times that like I don't even think about eating until it's time to eat. So uh, it's a little bit easier for me to stay clean on the road like that. Um, so it's, it, it's easier on the road to prepare my day ahead of time, like to plug in what I'm going to eat um, wherever I can so that then when it, it's time that I got to grab things while I'm out, um, I know exactly where I'm at because that's when it gets real difficult to hit the numbers when you start buying stuff from convenience and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So focus on your protein, plan ahead. Yeah. Key. Yes. Love yes. it. Love it. Well, this would be my two. For those of you that don't know Bobby Fish but want to know more about him now, how can they find out about you? Um, I'm on Twitter at the Bobby Fish. Um, I believe I'm the same thing on Instagram. Uh, you guys probably shouldn't be on my Facebook, so let's just go with those two. <laughs> I'm on there too, but who, who cares? Truth, truth. The Bobby Fish will... Thanks for being on. We look forward yes, to big sir. things from you in the uh, new year. All right, Jason. Thank you, sir.